Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Welcome, everybody, to the Smith and Rowland Show. Oh, welcome, welcome. Hey, I promise yep. me you'll listen to that. I will. I promise y'all listen to it. Promise me. Promises, promises. <laughs> you got to listen to Rowland's it. Rowland's just telling me about this old-timey preacher. You talking, is he talking about himself again? He's not that I'm old not old timey. timey. He's no, he's I'm he's, not old fashioned anymore. No, he, he, I, he I am to, what you call culturally relevant. <laughs> Jason, help, help, Jason. Jason, don't let him lie. I didn't think preachers could oh, lie. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> I'm culturally, oh, culturally relevant. That's Jay, what they call me, Jeff, culturally relevant. Rolling. Rolling. Hashtag, that's my hashtag. Rolling, there's mm. a, <laughs> culturally Well, okay, I can go with that, but I got one question I have to ask you. Which culture? Yeah. I mean, are we, what, what country oh, are we in? This is Japanese, African. You know, there's nobody, there's a few people that listen to us. Uh-huh. That I know, uh, yes, yes, yeah. That will know this name, okay. But nobody else will, okay. That's all right. But we was just talking about a we'll look at a up. preacher named Bobby Grubbs, and Bobby who? Uh, Bobby Grubbs. How you spell that? G R U B B S. Okay, Bobby Grubbs, okay. and he was an old time preacher, and that's what got us t- started talking. Yeah. For some that listen to to us that I know, they'll know his name. Yeah. Rick yeah. McClure and some of them guys, they'll know. And Rick, if you're listening, please respond. And uh, <laughs> yeah. come out of the pit, hey, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Rick. Please come can out he, of Lodi Bar. Can Rick. he type? Uh, I see. I'm now this sure. is the same Rick I know. I mean, <laughs> just to be he's sure, my cousin. Yeah, okay. He's the same guy I've talked okay, to. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. same, same. Yeah, I can talk about it. That's right, Rick. Bless your heart. That's right. We talk good about uh, yes, you, Yes, Rick. Rick. I see that hand. Yeah, yeah. We've made up some good stuff on you, Rick. It's all right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Sa- you're safe you're, with me. Your secret is safe with me, and we will not tell your church either, Rick. That's Dr. Harold Seitler right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I uh, He's in heaven now. He was the founder of... You're trying uh, to find Rick McClure. No, that's Bobby Grubbs. Yeah. That's the, oh, that's, that's Bobby Grubbs. No, that's Harold Seitler. He's introducing mm-hmm. Bobby oh. Grubbs. Oh, okay. Yeah, Harold Seitler was the pastor of Tabernacle Baptist Church Tabernacle. and that's Tabernacle true. Baptist Bible College in Greenville, South Greenville. Carolina. Yeah. And uh, this was back in the 80s, and he had Bobby Grubbs there. So he's introducing his preacher, him. And he's introducing him, yeah. And that's on YouTube, and I just encourage everybody, if you want to hear some old-time preaching that is mm-hmm. just absolutely if you want to some know of the best preaching you've ever Jeff Rowland listens to in his, <laughs> his off time. <laughs> yeah, boy. He, he I'll own that. Him and Walter Burl, and them's good preachers. Them's good yeah, preachers. they're all in heaven now. They're I guess heaven. Grubbs is, too. Bobby Grubbs is in heaven. He died a long time ago. Yeah. But I heard Bobby when I was a kid growing up. Then I don't I, guess I Jason ever got to hear him. Maybe he'll get listen to him. Jason wouldn't uh, wouldn't like it. Oh yeah, he might. Yeah. No, Jason no. don't like preaching. No, he's cultured. That's the problem. See, he's into the, he's into the new newfangled culture. No, he's not new. I went newfangled. I talked about newfangled today. Yeah, but he's, and old fogey, yeah, big Jason. And he's, if I'm mistaken, not, he's not newfangled. Uh, he needed to cover the failed Trump. Sorry, I was I was trying to get the audio working. <laughs> I was like, oh. and Joe Barrett sent me a text message. The Fangle and Fogey families attended the same church, but one started a new Fangle service while the other family led the old Fogey worship. Mm. <laughs> I told him I was a deacon God in that church. There's Bobby Grubbs. He's all powerful. Oh. You got the wrong audio. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's the wrong on. audio. Yep, sounded like Beggs almost. Well, we maybe look him up. The Perfect Harmony Quartet. Yeah. There you go. Evangelist Bobby Grubbs. Boy, that's I, 1983. 1983. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think he died. Some, oh, I did. I severely had the wrong audio. <laughs> yes, you severely had the wrong audio. <laughs> yeah, severely. Yeah, you need I'm to, sorry. You don't that. need to practice that stuff live like <laughs> yeah, that, Jay. I know, Jay. What are you doing? Alan, y'all have a good service today. <laughs> we had, I think we had a pretty good service. Our brother in the Lord, in the mm -hmm. Lord, our brother, Trevor Craig. Trevor. He yeah. spoke, he spoke mm -hmm. this morning. Did he really? Yeah, he did, he did. Did he and, speak clearly and concisely? Oh, he was Oh, he was just concise right on up there. Was he really? Oh, yeah. He only brought up Jeff twice. See, uh, and I just wanted to say, for those of you that don't know, Trevor has a lot of trouble pronouncing words and... <laughs> I help him with that. He calls me before he speaks. And what does this word really, how do you pronounce this? I, I try to help him along. Old at heart jumped in here. I think okay. this is a timely oh, a timely place oh, for this okay. comment. Oh. He says, I thought Jeff just listened to his own preaching during his off time. <laughs> <laughs> how would he know that? He must be a prophet. Old at heart. Old what at he heart. actually does, he listens to mine. Yeah. That's yeah. where he gets his inspiration <laughs> he, from. Uh, yeah. He acts like he's listening to his. That's the reason you, our, our stuff sounds. I tell you what, old at heart and his wife and her children, they've been coming to, coming to Grace to Place, well, and mm -hmm. it's a blessing. And the problem is, is now they've come like two or three services too many times. Uh huh. They're members. They can't get out. Yeah, they're members. Yeah, they're home. They can't get out. I won't let them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's they're not how They're gonna have y'all speaking Latin. Right. Yeah, we we have. Yeah, this. boy. Hey, his daughter can slap sing, boy. Really. She's got a voice. She sung last Sunday. Did I really? say this? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. She sung yeah. last Sunday in Latin. Yep. You I gotta watch his Latin Roland's got I this. Interpreted. Roland's got this rule always did. If you can endure him three sermons, you're a member. You remember. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's right. That, that's your initiation. And, and then once you're a member, then it's over. Oh, just like a cult. Yeah. yeah that's exactly yeah, just right. like a cult. Well, that's what they call me, Jeff Colt Roland. Hashtag. <laughs> Don't start that, the whole hashtag thing again. You know what happened last time. You roll, yeah, I'll roll with that. <laughs> Don't I mean, do that one. Listen, hashtag. No, no. I'm not a hashtag, G. No, hash browns, but not hashtags. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> wrong culture. Wrong culture. Wrong. Let's get Listen, on with it. We're, we're reason, supposed to I'm going to let everybody in. The reason that's so funny is Jeff's wife draws up. When mm -hmm. he does the hashtag. That's the only reason he does it. That's not true. Just to aggravate his wife. That, only listen, reason let me other, just say. Haley just, she rolls her eyes, looks the other way, and mm -hmm. acts like, I do not know this man. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm not the kind of guy. You're painting me with the wrong brush. I'm not the kind of guy that looks to get on someone's last nerve. That's not me. Everyone that knows me knows that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jason, if you keep hurry. talking, your your, your jeans are going to rip. <laughs> that's right. You keep Which leads us that's to the video, video that we're today. going to watch right. today. So, that's hey, exactly. give us a little preface preface of this video. What are we going to do? Preface. That's what no, I have to do. Millennial is preface. Preface. Oh, is it? Millennial yeah. changed it. Preface, yeah. Gen mm -hmm. Z, they'll change it back. Bet. Yeah, they like it simple. That's right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What, give us a give little, us a little, little, little. Well, actually, the name of the of the podcast is mm -hmm. Torn Curtain. Jeff and I have listened to him a little bit on the Mike Bickle. It just so happens with There's the IHOP well, stuff. Yeah. He of all of them out there, he, in all honesty, I can I can sort of listen to him. 
Uh, yeah, he's over he, some of the, some of the yeah, other ones that yeah. are out there. Just mm-hmm. I just about can't. Listen I know to this him. guy's from New York. Can't think of his real name, but the name yeah, tell, of his podcast yeah. is Torn Curtain. Torn Curtain. And uh, he did Joshua a, Simone. Joshua Simone. That sounds right. He did a podcast here this week. Yep. On uh, R.T. Kendall's book on prophetic integrity. He did. R.T. Kendall is, uh, I've got several of R.T.'s books that I've read. Yeah. And R.T.'s a great author. And what's the speaker. name of that book? Prophetic Integrity is what this And, and you can yeah. actually listen to it on, on Audible. Audible now. Yeah. yeah, it's on Audible. A lot of the book is about R.T.'s relationship with Paul Kane mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other Kansas City prophets and others mm-hmm. in that prophetic world. Now, let's just... Go ahead and acknowledge the fact that not everybody believes in the prophetic movement the right. way that it's... Well, everybody's got their own interpretation. They've got their own it. interpretation. Yeah. Of it, yeah. Some don't believe in it. Some's got their own interpretation. Yeah. I've heard preachers say they didn't believe in the prophetic movement and get up saying, so, well, you know, the Lord led me in this message. <laughs> That's the reason I brought that up. I wanted you to say that because it's the same thing. It's we same learned thing. a long time ago that a lot of people's talk, they, they believe the same thing. They just it's call just, it by different terms. It's different languages. Yeah. It's a different language. Culture again. I'm so culturally relevant. And Jeff, right. culturally relevant. Now, relevant. now, Roland and Hashtag. I and Jason, we have always found ourselves we have these different people out there we really disagree with them and then we end up they get in some controversy then we end up having to be their ally and so we're taking up in other words everybody else is criticizing them yeah okay we'd like to too yeah but the problem is everybody beats us they to beat it us to it so we and then, then we them. get ticked off what, what, what not? you can't now we can say that but you can't say yeah, that yeah you're not allowed to say that <laughs> and so anybody has the so right that, so that's right we have the right we've been here longer so what happens is uh roland and i end up having we usually take up for the underdog <laughs> yes exactly it must why do be we do that because we're underdogs that's exactly why. Right. underdog no that's a cartoon that's cartoon i don't know so our our benevolence or something kicks in i guess it's because we've had utilized the grace of god so much that when we talk about each other in the faith and we criticize each other i mean i, I think it should be debated i love to debate it just like we're going to debate some on torn curtain here and you'll hear him in in this i don't know how much of the clip that we'll get to or much of the video that we'll get to but one of the things i've never enjoyed and neither do i believe is is um well this could be debated i'll say it that way i mean you had a conversation this week about what is this that disqualifies you Mm -hmm. from leadership as as, i only let's don't use that word let's just let's say what disqualifies you from service to god that's what it is does sin disqualify you? Right. That's the question. Does right. sin disqualify you? I heard, service I heard that um, really the, the main thing that disqualifies you Put your picture is, up for is yeah. yeah. So the main thing that disqualifies you is if you're a grandmother and you go to your gay <laughs> grandson's wedding. That really does it. That really does. <laughs> God <help>. says no. <laughs> so you think that's a good? I think that's it. Well, well that's, that's the unpardonable. That's the unpardonable. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's even worse than that is if you tell the grandmother yeah, oh, that yeah. she can go. That definitely disqualifies you. So that disqualifies you. But seriously. I mean, there there's a large debate on. I've heard people talking about all kinds of different people that fall, mm-hmm. and I hear torn curtain. <laughs> come real wow. close. You oh, did, dude. Was, you come to close. Oh, I mean, we're doing good. Hold her down. Hold her down. I'm doing it. This is me in control and disciplined. I heard torn curtain say, 
Now, don't forget Wally. I heard him say. Forgive us, ladies and gentlemen. I, I've been up all night. Our torn curtain. He was saying it's not uh, how you run the race, it's how you finish. That's what he was saying. It's how you finish. Torn curtains. Yeah, said he that. said that. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. Really? But his problem was he was saying <laughs> that you can have a whole life that's right with God, but if there's one fault that comes out at the end, not all of it's gone. That just means you were predestined for hell. I just say what he says. <laughs> you know, he I said mean, that. Well, he yeah, he implied that. He implied that. Okay. Well, he said, yeah, it's not how you run the race, it's how you finish. Oh. And he was well, talking like in reference that. to Paul Kane, and yeah. there was a lot of stuff came out about Paul Kane right. at the end of his life. And he said that ruined his whole thing. Mm -hmm. Now, I've heard John MacArthur say the same thing, that it, what a shame it is mm -hmm. that you, you run your race, you know, so well, <laughs> and then you get right at the end, You're and kidding. you blow it. Wow. And, and uh, so... My, I think my my thing is boy, I'm in trouble. Well, hey, I'm, <laughs> and they are too. Old at heart. Torn curtain what might about, have ripped what about, breaches what if about, he thinks that. What about Solomon? That won't I mean, come on. So old at heart says, yeah. not wearing a suit is a disqualification. Also, wearing a suit is a disqualification. <laughs> old at heart was oh, there he, this morning. Old at heart is trying to start trouble. He is. He's trying to it. start. He's spiritually mischievous. Yeah. I'm spiritually <laughs> mischievous. He's spiritually <laughs> mischievous. Old at heart is. If I've ever heard something. Well, he had a good point. Yeah, he's got. He does I heard. I heard point. MacArthur this past week. I'm sure he said it maybe a week or two ago. But he was talk. He was responding to Alistair Begg. Yeah. God forbid. I wasn't going to bring up about the grandma today. Yeah. But since well, somebody Jason did. in our fold brought it up. Which disqualifies him. <laughs> Which disqualifies him. <laughs> oh, what happened was MacArthur said, listen, I've been close friends with Alistair Begg for 45 years, he said. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't disqualify him from being my friend just because he had a bad day. <laughs> did he say that? <laughs> he did say Praise that. Praise God for John MacArthur. <laughs> I, that's the right attitude. That's the right attitude, but he still shouldn't bully him from his conscience. No, he disqualified him from preaching. That's <laughs> my it? point. What makes it a bad what, day? What, dis, what disqualifies, even if you think they had a bad day, even if he had a bad day, does that disqualify you from serving God based on who God created? My, here, my I guess my thing is, is, especially if you're a Calvinist, mm -hmm. which they are, and MacArthur is, and I think uh, uh, R.T. Kendall uh, is, Alistair Begg is, they're Calvinists. So if you're a Calvinist, and then all of a sudden you say, oh, but no, wait a minute. If you commit a sin over here, then no, you're disqualified. Well, how can you be? I don't understand that dynamic. How can dynamics. you be predestined and that disqualified? And disqualified at the same time. I don't know how that works. Oh, well, man, speak with four kids, Tom. Well, it's, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and man got and a try fork. to eat yeah, yeah, ice cream yeah, with got, four kids. Four, you got a four kids in mouth. That's right. Yeah, because you, you see, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, that presents a problem. It presents a dilemma. Yeah. You're, you've, there's a hole somewhere in your belief structure. Yeah, and and that's. But I've always believed this in the Word of God. Sin is to be repented of. Right. Sin is to be forgiven. If you don't repent of sin, you're carrying the load of your sin, and certainly, that's not acceptable or pleasing in the eyes of God. And I do, th I do believe that in that. When sin is in rebellion mm -hmm. and not weakness, and it's willful and it's habitual, mm -hmm. it disqualifies you. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Well, let me ask you this question. I don't. Let's don't get off of our thing anytime you're ready, Jay. I'm ready. Okay, let me say this one thing, and it might take two or three minutes here. You got to give me a minute to respond. Roland, Roland said a couple of weeks ago 
and he said it before. He's said it ever since I've known him, actually. And then he doesn't give enough information with it. That's the reason I've had to tag along through his, down through <laughs> the annals of time to keep his comments straight here. And uh, what Roland says is, what's sin to one person might not be sin to another. That's true. Now, that'll you see, there you go. It'll get, it you, it'll get see, you hung. That'll get you hung. But I'm trying to get but, hung. But we actually got a little email on that when you said yeah. it a couple of weeks ago. Say it again. He, say, he makes this statement, and I'd rather for him to let me answer it because I know he's going to get us in more trouble. <laughs> he says, what's sin to one man doesn't not necessarily sin to another. Mm-hmm. Now, what he okay. means by that, so you know. I have, have a problem with that. They, well, they, for instance, I for that. Uh, well, I mean, listen, we got old at heart's head spinning yeah. right now. For instance, if you've got a uh, guy that cut his hair, what was that? Samson. Samson. Yeah, but he was a what? He was a Nazarite. Refrigerator. He was a refrigerator. <laughs> he was a Nazarite, correct? Yeah. He wasn't supposed to cut his hair. Now, for him to cut his hair, it was sin. But it doesn't mean it was disobedient to God. That's right. But to another person or who, whatever, it, that wouldn't be disobedient to God. That's so right. what we're calling sin here is being disobedient to God. Yes. Now, there's other sins you can put in categories, mm-hmm. but personal sin can be God gives you a, a task or a word to do. You're yep. disobedient to it. That is sin to you. Whatsoever is not of faith is, is sin. Is sin. And so that's what Roland means. By, what, all of Romans 14 is what I mean. Yes. One Which believeth is. he may eat herbs, and another yeah. who's weak don't eat herbs. Mm-hmm. Whether you eat, whether you don't eat, do all to the glory of God. So in that, but I do believe this, there's a difference between sins of weakness and sins of rebellion. Correct. And sins of rebellion can be disqualifying if they're mm-hmm. habitual. But even a rebellious act can be repented of. Mm-hmm. And once it's repented of, and forgiven mm-hmm. and under the blood, it is to be remembered against that person no more. Okay, all right, let me throw this in there. This is where I was headed. Yeah. And I've got you right in my trap. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pull or shut, buddy. Now, could what Alistair Begg said, if he'd have said it different, could it have been sin to him, or not sin to him, but sin to, to John MacArthur? Absolutely. Without a doubt. See what I'm saying? Oh, I see exactly what you're saying. So, but that still don't give John MacArthur the right to judge no, Alistair I, no, Begg. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's well, he's in sin, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. <laughs> was where I was leading to. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I think he's because in that one thing I heard John say, he did as gracefully as he could do and not lose the blessing of of everybody yeah. around him, which I understand. That motivates half of everybody's actions to start with. I know it does. But and, the truth, is, truth is, in his voice and when he was saying, you could tell him it's killing him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, be- you know it be- was. Because be- <laughs> John MacArthur is a highly, bib- he's a Bible scholar. Yeah, yeah. And the man has to appreciate the gift that's in Alistair Begg. Right. He has to. So, yeah, Let's it would have maybe been sin to MacArthur and not sin for well, Alistair Bay. See, that's something we got to consider here as we walk as Christians. Right. My thing is, is when we are interrelating, he needs to understand that it doesn't disqualify Alistair Begg Mm-mm. from to preaching. Alistair Begg, it would have been sin if he'd have said it any other way. Yes. Now, how do we carry this over now? Let's go into the R.T. Kendall thing. Yeah, well, it does and, carry over because uh, what Torn Curtain was doing, and that's not his name. 
We'll Watch. call the name of his podcast, yep. and I don't know the man's name. Joshua. He wears a funny hat. Joshua. He wears okay, a funny what hat. Joshua was saying was, take Paul Cain, for example, and we're talking about the prophetic movement, and he's going to talk a lot about the prophetic movement and the charismatic world involved in that. He's looking at these prophets and saying, okay, well, now here's Paul Cain. He had all these prophecies that he where he just nailed it. Mm-hmm. And R.T. Kendall cites that in the book right. Prophetic Integrity, cites all of these prophecies that Paul Cain just nailed. Then you get down to the end of his life, and it was said that uh, Paul Cain was a homosexual, mm-hmm. that he struggled with mm-hmm. that. Right. Now, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But my point— I personally don't know either, but that's was my understanding, yes. My point is you cannot take one sin or any sin— in the life of somebody else, and throw away the entire body of work of their life mm-hmm. based off of one failure. I think with homos- I, I just don't. You, do think, you understand what I'm saying? I, well, you know we're in agreement, but I think the thing that people associate homosexuality with Romans chapter one, where God gives people over to, which is different affection. than struggling with. That's it. exactly right, and, that, and that's the next point. But I think people associate homosexuality 100%. Okay, God's given you over yeah. to reprobate mine. Exactly. Of course, now that's a topic for another day because I'd love to get into this uh, podcast just a little bit because a torn curtain here, I think he's had a... a he has an interesting podcast. I'm not telling people not to listen to it. I, actually, by us doing a little bit of a commentary on it, it promotes him and yes. promotes his podcast. And again, we are torn curtains. Free. I want to yeah. say for the record, torn curtain. Is our friend. Is my friend. That's right. Okay. Now, he might not say the th- same about us. There's not a way in the world. There's <laughs> not a way in the world. <laughs> but we do enjoy uh, listening to him. think he does a good job. He, d- he does especially a good job here. You know here he is. Bring the Mike Bickle IHOP scandal for the last few weeks. I hope you know my heart. None of this is to bash Mike and IHOP KC. Does that sound right? Actually, I'm no. great for him. Like bring the volume up. Yeah, give me a second. Give me a second. Like he's in a barrel just a little bit. So anyway, that's that's a torn curtain. Yeah, and while and he's from New York, right? He's from New York, and he's done a lot of podcasts on Mike Bickle. He he was just talking about that. He has done a lot. He's done a lot of uh, podcasts on Mike Bickle. I recognize him now because I've seen him. I've seen him talk about some of that stuff. Yeah. And again, and he I'm, was I'm, he was rooting for investigations and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Again, I'm I, maybe we shouldn't say this, or maybe we should. I don't know. I just say that whatever your opinion is about Mike Bickle, that's whether you are for Mike Bickle, not for Mike Bickle, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. The topic is still the same. Mike Bickle has done some wonderful work for the in the kingdom mm-hmm. and for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And however this ends up, I don't discount what he's done for the Lord and the cause of, of Christ. And people can say all they want to. You know, Mike Bickle has created some kind of international shame or reproach on the Lord. And I would just say Jesus has already died for our shame mm-hmm. and our iniquity and our reproach. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that too, Jim. Um, yeah, we so, think that the Lord, and, and as far as that's concerned, and any given day, if you put our lives on the internet, we can all be guilty of, of bringing reproach against the cross of Christ. Yes, absolutely. So what we're all looking for is grace and mercy. Grace, Just like mercy, we said, and the forgiveness. Mike Bickle situation. Jeff and I have been in to church scandal all a whole life and helping churches and being involved with churches and 
And uh, so we understand our experience is maybe 25% of what's out there is even considered to be true. Now, I know a lot of people have a problem with me saying that. Our experience has been that. So, therefore, but let me say this. There's no way Jeff and I and Jason can know. So what we do is we believe the Word of God, that God has set a government in that local church. Absolutely. To take care of the problem. Say that one more time. Where did he set that government? In that local church. That's right. That local church. And so we embrace that the church, as some are saying that the church, worldwide church, is to get involved in this problem. We totally disagree with that. Completely disagree with that. And uh, we, we will support the church. We will support Bickle. If he's in a fallen state, we'll still support him in his fallen state. Absolutely. And everybody that's involved. Uh, and pray for his reconciliation and pray, to the pray Lord. For his re- and, so, and we have faith in the Word of God, which says that there's a local church government there that's to look after this situation and not us. So and, therefore, and I, I want to just put one more thing in there. This okay. is for me. I'm not asking no one to agree with me on this you can disagree i would love to hear comments from others that listen to this i'm sure we will but this is me i still do not believe that you can reconcile someone in a fallen state to the lord without reconciling them in fullness of what god destined them to be mm-hmm. before the creation of the world mm-hmm. i guess this is the the part of Calvinists that I do embrace. I believe that the scriptures plainly says God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Jeremiah said that God put his words in his mouth when he was being knit in his mother's Mm -hmm. womb. Mm -hmm. I believe that God has a perfect plan for some people's life to preach and teach the word of God. Mm -hmm. I believe that. And preachers and teachers can fall Mm -hmm. because they're made of human flesh, and when they are reconciled back to God, they are reconciled back to their destiny that God had planned for them Mm -hmm. when he created them. I don't think you can separate the two. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. Well, that's pretty scriptural. The consequence of what we do, you're you're not talking about that because you're, you're, you're just saying your relationship with God and what the destiny is. The consequence is you have to deal with man if they let you if they allow it or <laughs> if not. They allow it or not. That's, and there, that's and, right. And and there again, I believe God puts a local government in that church to take care of those problems. I think what they come, everybody bashes the local government there, and I'm like, man, now that's scary ground. Yeah, because God says that He has set it up that way in each assembly. Yeah, you and I are are, are of the persuasion that we respect that government. That's all. That's exactly right. I, and we don't, yeah. go I, ahead, I actually heard that um, he moved. He changed his mind and moved the headquarters for the government to Concord. That's all. Okay. See? Always Jason. Jason. Sorry. Boy, he needs to be more like me. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, Hashtag cultural relevant rolling. Let's don't touch that remark. Well, lest we be here all evening. Lest we be here all evening. Torn curtain. Torn curtain. Torn curtain. For him. And everyone involved, the Jane Doe's, the advocacy team, everybody covering them in prayer every single day. This is not about bashing Mike Bickle, but about looking closer at church culture and how we can make better decisions moving forward as a church. 
But like I said, at some point, we needed to take a much closer look at IHOP's Casey's prophetic history. Okay, stop Well, R.T. Kendall stop. did. Okay. His first statement there, I think, was really good. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree with it, y'all guys. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I think it's a pretty good statement. Now he's making a switch into the prophetic. Now he, he made his good opening. He, he did his little blessed little heart first. Right. And I think he does a pretty good job here, but let's mm-hmm. now he's going into the. Yeah. Now it doesn't seem to me, Jeff, and I don't know. Does Torn Curtain embrace the prophetic movement a lot? I, I can't or, tell. Or, I, I really can't tell. Because anything that I've heard from him, it's always been in cri- kind of critical. Yeah. But with, with that hat, I doubt it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys from New York. It just that in his book, Prophetic Integrity from 2022. I did another video on that. He covered the Kansas City prophets in great detail, and he knew all of them personally. So we will review his experiences with Paul Kane in this video. I might do a future video on Bob Jones and John Paul Jackson, but he knew Paul Kane the best and considered them to be very close friends. A matter of fact, he said he knew Paul Kane closer than almost anyone else. So we're gonna go over several prophetic stories R.T. Kendall mentioned in this book to see if these prophecies came to pass from Paul Kane. He covers what R.T. says is the good, the bad, and ugly of Paul Cain's life. That's a good book. So, hi. Yeah. My name is Joshua Simone, and the ministry's name is Torn Curtain, which symbolizes that the curtain was torn from top to bottom after Jesus' death on the cross, symbolizing that we have direct access into God's presence. So I have this YouTube channel, which is main towards people that are mature Christian believers, but I also have two other channels, one for news and politics and one for evangelism. So you can check that out. But my goal is to reach 1 billion people through media in various ways. And my goal is to make the name of Jesus famous and lifted up before men. So RT wrote the book Prophetic Integrity because he felt he needed to cover the failed Trump prophecies saying that Trump would win the 2020 election because this issue needed to be addressed in the body of Christ. Now, I understand many believe that. Okay, I can't say this. But even if that was the case, this is not a conversation about what went here on earth. I'm not I'm surprised I even have to say this, but God is all knowing he's omnipresent and he's all powerful. God would have not been caught off guard if this was the truth, okay? He would not have been caught off guard. God is not confused, and no one can pull a fast one on him. The prophets happen to be wrong. And what worse is many doubled down and then fully never repented. Some even said that he would be restored to office during Trump's term, during Biden's term. Now, let me state this. R.T. Kendall is charismatic and prophetic. R.T. also stated in his book, it makes a bold statement that the charismatic world and the charismatic movement is Ishmael, but an Isaac movement is coming. And this upset so many of the charismatics in his day, but many came back to him saying years later, and they told him, R.T., we hope that you're right, because if this is all that there is, then we're in bad shape. Right. So one of the main purposes of this channel is to call for reformation and revival within the charismatic movement 
because we need to get back towards more balance. We need to become a word and spirit movement, okay, that is primarily focused and grounded in God's word first. And everything else is a distant second. And then we could begin to move in God's power and bring the gospel to all the nations, as Jesus said. R.T. Kendall was the pastor of Westminster Chapel in the United Kingdom and holds a doctorate degree from Oxford. Now, he is a Calvinist, which I am not, although I think that we can still learn from Calvinists. He is a popular author who wrote many best-selling books. So let's get into the Kansas City Prophets. Many consider the main three to be Bob Jones, Paul Kane, and John Paul Jackson. All three have went to be with the Lord at this point. But R.T. Kendall called his chapter on prophetic ministry in the book, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And he was very close with Paul Kane and John Paul Jackson. But he called Paul Kane the most spectacular of those three. Paul Kane was a prodigy of William Brennan. And Paul told R.T. that his gifting was nothing compared to the gifting Brennan had. William Brennan is covered in depth in Robert Learden God's General series. And Bradham is considered to be the forerunner to the Kansas City prophets. It should be noted that Branham died way too early in a car accident and went into deep theological errors at the end of his ministry. William Brannan was claimed to have such a spectacular prophetic gifting unlike anything the world has ever seen. And I've studied his life in depth. And I can tell you at the end of it, I wasn't very impressed because it's not how you start the race. It's how you finish. Now, stop Paul Kane's. That sounds like something Jeff would say. Okay, you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I've got a problem with that. Mm -hmm. In the way he said that, the way he put that together, I've got a problem. But I get what he's saying, though. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get what he's saying. I just think it's wrong. I mean, and what I'm saying is this. What he's saying, I mean, you can take that both ways, though. Mm -hmm. He could be, it doesn't matter how you start your life, how you finish it. Well, what if you, the first 50 years of your life, you're a heathen? The last six months, you're a Christian. I get it. So that's the way I. I you're mean, a six month. Be, you're a six month old baby. Right. I get it. I, that's not. But, yeah, but he, I don't think he's that's exactly not the, saying that. That's no, not what he's saying. Not. He was. He's yeah. saying the reverse. Yeah. Which yeah. I get. Yeah. I get your point. I mean, you, you've read God's generals. Mm-hmm. You've read all about Branham, and we knew Bob Jones personally. You knew him a lot better than mm-hmm. I did. But we both knew Bob Jones personally. Bob attended our church in Shiloh, and I think he came to New Life. Mm-hmm. So we knew Bob Jones. To say of the, of these guys mm-hmm. that they didn't end up the way in agreement with me because they we I think there's a fault or a failure over there, and because of that, it spo- it can't spoil the record of your whole life. Of course not. I just can't I can't go with that kind of philosophy. I mean, do you think uh, Abraham's in heaven? Well, sure, he's in heaven. Yeah, but he struck the rock. Yeah, I know that. Well, Moses did. I mean, Moses. Yeah, or refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah refrigerator. But, uh, but he yeah. struck the rock. Exactly. I know. And so my point is, what he <laughs> tends to say, he's trying to make the case, which I think it's unfounded. I understand why he don't need to make this case to to help his point here. Yeah. But he's making this case that these people are not landing well, and he goes through some charismatic. God's generals and none of them 
very few. I don't know. One or two of them maybe landed well. Most of them didn't. They got off somewhere. Or and he does another podcast. And, I've heard him do another podcast where he says that thing, that right yeah, there. Yeah, he yeah. says that none of them did. Yeah, yeah, they did. They didn't. And, but my problem is, where do we see it written that all of them will? And when we go by Abraham, we go by Moses, we go by uh, David, we go by Solomon, we go by all of these characters through the Bible. Now, Solomon did not end well. Do you think Solomon's in heaven? Well, sure he is. Okay, but he really, I mean, he brought in all the, let his wives bring all the pagan gods. Solomon wouldn't even so be allowed to he, be a he had a in crash, most churches He had today. a crash landing. Yes, exactly. And, and so, anyway. His, and that's my, po- my point. Well, is, his point is, to me, comes out of a religious-type spirit attitude. It absolutely. Yeah, and it, and it's not a grace attitude, and no. it's sure not a Calvinistic attitude. And we know, Al, honestly, mm-hmm. those that are throwing rocks at Bob Jones or anybody. For that matter, I don't know how you can reconcile the Lord's going to rebuild the house of David after what David did. Well, I have one question. Did Bob Jones say, did he believe that Jesus Christ was Lord? Absolutely. Okay, end of discussion. End of discussion. He's family. As far as the Bible's concerned. That's exactly. That's Paul came. And that's my point. Because what is what does it say? You can't say that. Right. That's right. You can't, it's what you the can't Bible say says. You can't, right. you can't say that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you can say that, you're in. You're in. Yep. You know, you're you're in. But to go through all of these spiritual religious calisthenics to see if you're in, and, and, and I, I promise you, the religious calisthenics won't get you in. And I would say that most of these guys are talking about the difference between relationship with God and serving in leadership. That's how they differentiate. I say... But that ain't none of nobody's business. God chooses leaders as he chooses leaders. He places us in the body as it pleases him. Just about everyone in the word of God tried to get out of what God wanted them to do. But what not, what not uh, all, you understand not what all, I'm driving at, I agree. At, and, and listen, if you've got to have this perfect record to be a leader that God has chosen, somebody needs to have to talk to God. He's, he's choosing some poor leaders. Yeah, that's right. If, God's if, one choosing them. If that, like, forget, forget the part about being a leader. Forget, I mean, like, what about just being normal being a person, people? Yeah. Like, how many people actually land well in life? You think about it. It's, well, it's hard. I mean, Vance life ha- is not difficult. Vance Havner used to say this. I want to finish a whole lot better than I started. Sure. And I agree with that. That's my desire. Yes. And that goes to the point you was but making. But there's a problem. Yeah. And, and there is, there's a problem. Okay. And y'all know I'm going to tell you the truth right here. The closer to God I get, the more of me I see. Yes. Boy, do I agree with that. Now, I'm just honest with you. The closer to God I get. Everybody's saying, okay, you got to get closer to God. You got to get closer to God. The closer to God I get, the more of me I see. Yeah. The view from here looks pretty poor. Yeah. But my faith is in Him. So if you're going to get closer to God like everybody's demanding, you're going to see more of yourself of <laughs> yeah, a boy. sinful person you are. Now, there's just no way around it. That's right. You're, you're just going to see more and we certainly of who you really That's are, right. which is a sinful man, because you're getting closer to God. So the closer to God you get, the more unqualified you're yep. going to feel. That's exactly yep. right. going. You're not going to feel more qualified. No. You're going to feel... Less qualified. That's the whole point of what I, I think I'm trying to make is that with everything you hear about Bickle, Alistair Begg, all these things, it's all about qualified, mm-hmm. disqualified. That's what it's always come. What it's that's what it comes down, down to. to. 
are we qualified? And then they say, oh, we want to, we want to restore them back in right relationship with God, but just not to leadership. Well, they, they're leaders. Yeah, they're not the, just somebody that's not a leader. Listen, they are leaders. How you as, can't do that. How asinine do you have to be to think that you can restore somebody into a God-given position anyway. I agree. You and, know what and, I'm saying? And, like and how, I'll also, I got to how bow. Do you, I, how do you, why do these people think they can restore anybody back to anything? They put them there to begin with. No, that's right. It wasn't their choosing. It was and, God's and, and choosing. It's, and it's, I think the only thing mankind can contribute, like a Bickle or me or you or anybody else, is repentance. And repentance means you're agreeing with God. Right. Sin means you are not agreeing with God. That's right. So repentance means that you've repented of your thinking and your ways, and you're now going to live your life in agreement with God. Well, God, to agree with God, means he's got you. Okay, this is your destiny. This is your path. This is your call. Here's what you're Mm -hmm. doing. So to agree with God means that you restore people into that Mm -hmm. agreement with God. Right. Yes. You see, that's right. And so, for some reason, we've come up with this. Now, there, of course. Now, we put you and I, and Jason put a high premium on repentance. We he didn't mm-hmm. carry on a lot, but we hold high premium on true repentance. Absolutely. And we don't we don't negotiate true no, true sir. repentance. There's not a there's not a flimsy weak per, uh, no. repentance in no. this room. But there's true. There's actually true repentance. And with true repentance, the reason we say restore through is not even doing that. True repentance means it puts you back on the path that God has right, for you. Right. That's what that's John, 15, John that's 15 what it, is all about. That's what it says. The fallen branch that falls <laughs> from the vine goes down, and the husbandman comes along, picks up the fallen branch out of the dirt, pours mm-hmm. the water and cleans it, and puts it back in the place from whence which it, it fell. Mm-hmm. That's right. So now I'll. Now I, that's God. Now that's that, God. You put that process that through the human religious mind, it's not going to come out that okay, way. Okay. And that's why I say I have to bow to what you said, which is correct. Mankind won't allow that Mm-mm. to some, you know, to, to some, some degree. degree. Yeah. But one reason that, that mankind won't allow it is because we have idiots out there that says it's not uh, that's not the way it works. No, you reconcile back to God, but you can't ever be well, used in what you're doing again. This day, Smith and Rowland plus Jason says you're an idiot, if you believe that. He Ex- does, he does, he, I he could just, not have said that any better. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain has an ID10T error. The, re- exactly right. the reason <laughs> is you're totally negating the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. You're, totally, you're so violating you're, the very you're, you're foundation wanting, you're, principles. You're wanting to go religious right. on us, yeah. and I'm telling you, the religion is not going to work. Now, we like to have high standards, understanding. Absolutely. Uh, we're always shooting for high standards. And know. can I tell you what the high standard is for, for a leader? You ought to be the quickest to repent. That's exactly right. Because you're that. normally going to be the first one to fall. Or at least your and I'll say this, guys. The problem with leaders is they don't have anybody they feel like they can repent to. That's true. So they keep it closed up. Yep. They don't have anybody they can trust to repent to. A certain disqualifier and, would be if you think you have nothing to repent of. Uh, come on now, somebody. Now go yeah. ahead and preach right there. I mean, that would certainly disqualify. Yeah, yeah because you locked yourself down. Yeah, exactly. You put yourself in a cold side. Well, yeah. You say, you have, there's no truth in you according to the Word of God. So anyway, okay, that's, go that's what's going yeah, on. I did, uh, I did. Yeah. Back okay. to the curtain. Back to the curtain said several times Brennan described in great detail dreams he had the night before. So Brennan obviously had a revelational gift. Now Paul Kane eventually came to London to meet RT with John Wimber. And John Wimber told 
told him that Paul gave prophetic words to 150 families at his church, and all of these words were accurate, and they came to pass. All of the 150. John Wimber felt that his predictions always came to pass. But RT explains that Paul Kane told Wimber that revival would come to London in 1990, and this word never came to pass. RT explains he met Paul Kane in 1990 and was very highly skeptical. And Paul didn't appreciate this. So they ate lunch together for the first time, and Paul shared with him information about RT that no one could have ever known, and he gave great detail. So he was instantly drawn to Paul Kane within an hour, and they developed a close friendship that lasted throughout his life. RT says, and, and went to Paul and said, listen, hey, this is a perfect combination, our friendship. You need my theology. You need my knowledge of the scriptures, and I need your power. So let's help each other. And RT went on to basically calling for the two to bring a word and a power church, which is what I'm calling for. And I was calling for that way before I even knew about RT's teaching on this. And that's something that I'm going to continue to call for on this channel. We need to be grounded in the word, but be able to display the power of God to Stop a dying right there, world. Jason, just a second. Now, Jack Taylor, Peter Lord, and RT, Cameron Guy, what's his last name? They had word and spirit conferences. Yes. Karin. I can't Karin. remember his name. C-A-R-I-N. Okay. Uh, James, not James Karin. Karin was his last name. It was four of those. They had words. James. 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 James Carlin. Carlin. That's right. So it, it was Jack Taylor, Peter Lord, R.T. Kendall, Kendall, and James, James Carn. They had word and spirit conferences 30, what, 30 years ago? Yeah. Or whatever. Now, I know Torn Curtin there feels like he just got that, but that one was around with those guys way back there. And now, if you want to go further, if you want to go back in the 1800s, that's what happened at the Power Score yes, conferences. Yes, that's right. They had Word and Spirit word conferences. Word and Spirit conferences. That's it's right. a Power Score conference. That's right. That's where. That's where. So that basically, is. what we're saying about that, I mean, I mean, we were making that call at Shiloh. But what we're saying about that, I will agree with this. There needs to be a revival of that. Mm -hmm. I agree. That needs to be revived. I agree. We were talking this morning about how most in the church, our mathematics is different than God's. We subtract in order to add. God's only in the addition business. Mm -hmm. Most people think they are more in agreement with Acts 17 in that they, they're constantly wanting to hear a new thing. And they think to hear the new thing, they got, they got to crucify the old thing. That's right. And so they sacrifice the old thing for something new and say, hey, look over here. Isn't this great? Mm -hmm. This is God. But they have sacrificed their foundation and the heritage right. that this is supposed to build on. And that's why it crumbles. It's because it's not setting on the right foundation. We've mm -hmm. subtracted that. God's in the, in the business of addition. And that's why a lot of people can't even receive a truth that maybe is spoken in a different language, like we were talking before. Mm -hmm. Here this guy's talking about the prophetic movement. Well, we got a lot of dispensational Baptists out there. So, oh, they're talking about uh, it ain't nothing just charismatic stuff. Yeah, and they'll like, get in the pulpit and prophesy just, up just, a storm. Just up Some a of storm. the best prophets I've ever heard were, were Baptist preachers. But they called it something else. Yeah, yeah. It was a different language. Yeah, the Lord impressed upon them. They impressed upon them and yeah, let the led, Spirit is leading led me. me. That's right, you know, yeah. those type things. Don't you know that in a crowd this size, there's somebody here? Oh, and that's then, right. Uh, you know, yeah, all of those right. different things where these guys, you know. Oh, they'd say they were going to sing that last song because well, there's somebody, there's out, somebody here, out there. And, I, and the Lord's told me, you're out here. And That's 
that's you right. got to, yours is your last that's chance. That's exactly right. I've heard him say it. A hundred times. A hundred times. So it's the same thing. We're, same we same. call it different by different terms. And then we'll fuss uh, at each other. Over and the then we, That's right, yeah. Go torn curtain yeah. there, Jay. RT eventually confronts Paul on the failed prophetic word about revival coming to London. And Paul was very upset and defensive. Paul immediately replied, I said only tokens of revival would come by. RT was amazed at Paul's prophetic abilities, but noted that he couldn't take correction and he was defensive. And this was a red flag to him. They started to go on vacations together and became very close friends. But RT was praying if God would have them link their two ministries together but he never got the full confirmation for that. And this greatly upset Paul Kane. But RT stated Paul's prophetic gift was so strong, he could be considered a modern Elijah. And being someone like RT that really understands scripture very well, that's a very strong statement. RT said that Paul's gifting was intermittent and he never knew when it would kick in. One time they were watching TV together, they were watching the show Columbo, and a deacon of his church called RT on the phone. And after he hung up the phone, Paul Kane knew the man's name, his position in the church, and he explained to him great details about his family. RT never mentioned anything about this man to Paul. Paul stated that God wanted him to know that his son is in heaven. And RT goes on to explain that his son died a few months before in RT's arms as he was praying for the boy to be healed. And the family was devastated. And his father was tormented on whether or not his son was in heaven. And the man just started to weep when RT relayed to him the story. This all happened casually while they're watching a TV show. And after this, they went right back to watching TV. RT claimed that he had the most spectacular prophetic gifting he has ever seen. And everyone was instantly drawn to Paul Kane. But he states Paul's preaching wasn't very good. And his prophetic gifting of calling people out and giving them great deals, details of their life really amazed people. Paul once gave a word to a woman in his church in the middle of his sermon, and RT said he nailed it on the head. But Paul's theolo theolo theology was questionable to him. So how could he reconcile all of this? To his surprise, Paul wanted to become a member of Westminster Chapel. But R.T. said, no, he originally turned him down. But then Paul kept pressing on it. He said, well, okay, if you listen to six months of my preaching and Paul agreed to this, then we'll let you become a member of his church. So R.T. was happy about this because he felt that this was God giving him the opportunity to help Paul with his theology and Christian practices. RT states that most of the prophetic people he knew were not theological in the slightest bit. Could their gifting be disconnected from good doctrine? He was so puzzled by this. But RT explained that Paul's theology was about one inch deep. And he admitted that Paul Kane never read the whole Bible from cover to cover, which deeply saddened RT. And RT went on to know that this wasn't just an exception to Paul, John Paul Jackson and Bob Jones as well. He stated they really didn't know the Bible at all. RT tried to get him a Bible reading plan and get him to follow through with it, but Paul would never, could never keep up. 
One night they were eating dinner with, the, with RT's whole family and Paul laid hands on a guy dating their daughter and he was instantly healed from a neck injury. They broke up weeks later and RT asked Paul about it. Paul Kane said the guy would be back with their daughter, but it was gonna take a while. And that prophetic word came to pass and they eventually went on to get married. But there was great spiritual warfare in the, pro in the process. RT tells another story of his prophetic gifting. One woman was interrupting a meeting and started speaking loud in tongues. Paul told her very nicely to be quiet, but she wouldn't stop. But Paul just kept asking her to please sit down that there was a meeting going on, but she wouldn't stop. So Paul said, if you don't stop, I'm going to ask the Lord to reveal to me details about your life, and I'm going to explain them to everybody publicly. Well, the woman continued interrupting the meeting. Mm, bad call. So Paul stated to the woman, you're having an, an affair with a man sitting right there and pointed to him. Well, after Paul gives that word, the pastor of the church came to him after the meeting and said, listen, we're, we're not going to continue the prophetic meetings. I think you came here and fulfilled your purpose. <laughs> but he lied to Paul about why he was doing this. So Paul replied back, you shut down these meetings because the man I called out is living in sin, and he promised you a million dollars for your new building. The pastor said to Paul, you're lying, you're lying. Paul responded and stated, because you lied to the Holy Spirit, you will not be alive to preach in your new building. Mm. Well, Paul got a call two years later, and the day the new church building was having their grand open, the pastor died with a heart attack in the lobby and never got to preach in the new building. There you go. So you're seeing that... Paul Cain had a credit, had incredible prophetic abilities and knowledge. We're going to talk more about that, but these are just a few of the stories that RT gives where he was right on the head. How much time after is that, that situation? Jay? RT said, "See, that's uh, thirteen out." Of we can pick it up the next time. No, no, I mean that's fine. I was just yeah. wondering where. Can I just point we something out while we're stopped? Oh yeah. He said that John Wimber had uh, said that Paul Cain had given 150 prophecies. All 150 of them came true. Mm -hmm. He said that uh, he then prophesied about a revival coming to London, and he said it didn't happen. He's 150 and one. <laughs> Let's just say, you, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying, and that one can be debated, but mm -hmm. I'm saying he's 150 and one. I think it's a pretty good record. I think it is too, and also you got to remember something, Jeff. When in in the prophetic, it is actually against the scriptures to future tell. Yes. So what is the prophetic? The prophetic is about telling the will of God. That's right. So when a prophet gets up and prophesies things that comes to pass, what you know is is the will of God yeah. happened. That's even right. to the point of the will of God. He he prophesied to that man and said. Since you lied to the Holy Spirit, you'll not live. Okay, he prophesied what the will of God was. That's right. And the will of God came about. That's right. He wasn't future telling. I like for everybody to take note of this. It's not future telling. It's will of God telling. That's it. And the will of God happens most of the time, but not all the time. No, it has to be received. It has to be received. So a prophecy like revival coming to uh, to London to London that is a conditional. Prophecy, or even Trump getting my, elected. Yeah, that's a conditional prophecy. Uh, that's right. You see, so you have to make a distinction 
in the words that are giving is my point. Yeah. But anyway, I just, yeah. I just want to throw that's, that that's a We need to say that point loudly, yes. clearly, and many times. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I doubt if he even missed it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you really think it was not the will of God for revival to come to London? Yeah, come on, somebody. Come on. Okay. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowlandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.